on the cover. A gorgeous, chubby white woman in her mid-thirties with long, curly red hair in silk pajamas and bunny slippers stands in a wrecked grocery store aisle, cradling a tub of ice cream under her arm. On the ground in front of her, trapped in ice, are the heroes, the Vice, Moonflower, Agatha Hazlitt, Gustav the Armored, and the Electric Kid. They are frozen in anguished poses, screaming or punching their icy prisons. Wonderworld Comics proudly presents Unlikely Encounters, Volume 1, Dressing for Revenge, Issue 2, Cold Comforts. Prepare yourself, dear reader, for another gripping tale of adventure, drama, and self-discovery. This is Wonderworld Comics. So we are going to open our issue today in Steve, a.k.a. the Electric Kids, bedroom. So Steve is in a little bit of trouble with his mom because a couple of nights ago, Scarapace attacked the Caravan James. Editor's note, see Heartbreakers, Volume 0, Issue 1. On that night, uh, Ryan told Uncle Patrick that he was going to be at Steve's. So obviously when something bad happened, Uncle Patrick called uh, to check on Ryan. And uh, Steve's mom obviously, you know, hadn't seen Ryan come to their house at all. So when she went to check on Steve and Ryan, she found his room empty, his window open, and he was gone. So what I'm wondering, first of all, is uh, Steve... What did you tell your mom you were doing on that night? Oh boy. Uh Steve is in trouble. Um he uh is going to tell his mom that uh they uh were on their way home or he knew that Ryan was coming over and uh out the window saw that the caravan James was being attacked by a superman or a supervillain and uh knew that it was a great story for the school newspaper and so he had to go cover it and so he grabbed his camera and uh jumped down the fire escape and ran to cover the story that is an excellent lie. <laughs> um, um, and wh- I, I have a move for that, even. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, so I have mild manners. Um, so when I try to use my civilian identity to deceive, trick, or slip past someone, roll plus mundane. And then on a hit, they buy the, buy the facade. On a seven to nine, I choose some conditions. And on a miss, uh, one of my civilian obligations rears its ugly head. That's amazing. amazing. Make that roll plus Monday, and let's see if we can start Steve with some conditions already marked. Um. So, so first off, uh, Steve is going to uh do his once per session with um the mask. I can switch my mundane with my mask's label. Um, and Steve has taken off his mask at this point, 
and is in deep with his mom and is no longer in superhero mode and is just in full on Steve mode. Um, so I'm going to switch my freak in my mundane. So we'll be rolling with a plus three instead of a minus one. Nice. <laughs> That's probably good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then go ahead and roll mild damage. Oh, aha! I hit barely. <laughs> All right, what what did you get? A two and a two plus three is seven. <laughs> um, so uh, on a hit, they buy my facade, but on a seven to nine, I choose one. Uh, choose one. Uh, you're still under close observation. You leave something incriminating behind. You you're forced to make a fool of yourself in order to sell it. Um, and I think he's definitely still under close observation by his mom. That just makes the most sense. He's yeah, gotta check sense. in with her on his like send her a text message and check in. You know if where he's at, what his plans are. If he's hanging out with friends, he's not allowed out. You know, late anymore. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, that fits so well. <laughs> cool. Uh, so, yeah, so Steve uh, just convinced his mom that uh, he was, you know, doing something non-hero related that night. Uh, and now it's it's a couple of days later um, and it's it's already dark. So Steve's not allowed out. He's he's in his room uh, and. What's what's Steve normally doing, like at like nine thirty p.m. I mean, on night. <laughs> uh, normally, I mean, normally being like over the past month, he would be out just having a blast, just jumping off of buildings and messing around with his powers and trying to get into trouble with Ryan. But now he's just like a normal kids stuck in his room and but he's had a taste of that and so normally he'd probably be playing some video games or something but he's just kind of sitting by his window looking out at the city and just being an, an angsty teenager i have four conditions marked right now so <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> yeah so so steve is feeling some feels right now the only and the only thing he's doesn't have marked is hopeless so he is he is looking out at the night just like you know wishing he could be doing something else uh, uh incredible i so i was going to make you roll for obligations because it's been a couple of days so time has passed mm. but because we just had to do some rolls i don't know do you guys do do you want to roll for obligations or I, mean, I, I think from the school of thought where you should have to roll to tie your shoes. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a one per session thing for the jhana, so yeah, 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 no, make him that makes mess sense. more things up. Alrighty, all right. Um, so when so, time passes, yeah, yeah, no, so you got time, it. Okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> when time passes, roll to see how well you're managing your obligations. On a hit, things are going pretty well. You have an opportunity or advantage thanks to one of your obligations. On a seven and nine, you've lapsed on one of them, uh, your choice. And on a miss, you've given your normal life. You haven't given your normal life anywhere near the attention it deserves. And the GM chooses two obligations that are going to bite me in the ass. Um, cool. 
So let's see how Steve has been doing. Boom. Oh. 10 plus. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, thankfully, I did have my phone on me and was able to get a couple of pictures and actually able to cobble together a story from that whole fiasco. Um, I'm sure Mother Allen Monitor let you take a selfie or two. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I, I also made sure to give um, Electric Kid uh, maybe some of his first ever good press. Um. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> I mean yeah, his so. <laughs> his first ever press. You mean <laughs> his first ever good press? Uh, wow. His detective friend has given him a lot of bad press already. <laughs> uh, sweet. So yeah, because uh, you managed to get some photos, and because you know you do legitimately have a reason to be writing about superheroes and because your mom's been watching you so you haven't been going out at night you're doing you're doing well at being a normal teenager at the moment so tonight you are not happy about it but you're sitting in your room you're looking at the city you're wondering what kind of nefarious plots are happening and you know how you could be stopping them I got a good grade and, in being a teenager, which is <laughs> both very normal and normal to be about as upset about achieving. Sorry, is this Steve or Eden? Uh, I'm going to be honest, that exact line popped through my head like, oh, he's getting a good grade in being a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> and I've never been more upset. All right. Uh, so, yeah. Um, so you're, you're angsty, you're looking out the window, and your phone just starts, like it, it buzzes with a text, and then it just starts buzzing again and again and again and again and again. What the hell? Uh, so when you open it up, there's like a, cl uh, a close-up of your phone in a panel. And what is your uh, currently, what have you got Ryan, aka Mighty Briar, saved as in your phone? All caps, Brambulance, with um, <laughs> the flexing arm emoji, uh, ambulance emoji, and uh, the cactus emoji sweet so you have uh like already got like 10 texts from brambulance uh waiting to be looked at in the last like two seconds um i'm just going to call him back you're just gonna call him yeah i just don't have time to read that right now <laughs> Okay, sweet. What is what is the gist of um what is the gist of them saying I'm scaling over that one? So there's fuck, there's a, a failed video chat that he obviously started and then hung up. There's uh that wasn't meant to dude, are you near near Caravan Jam games? James Van. Fuck. Caravan James. <laughs> and then there's a screenshot of a uh a group chat message that he's obviously gotten uh it's the group chat's called like lcl members with like a roller skate and a purple heart uh and there's like uh, a picture in the screen screenshot it's like a selfie uh, of someone who's nicknamed supersonic uh and the selfie is a like a small light brown skinned femme uh and behind her is like the Isles of the Caravan James, which is still kind of beat up from like Scarapace's attack, but uh, obviously it's open and she's working. Um, the Isles are like covered in ice and there's like a woman looking away from the camera with like uh, flowing red hair down her back. 
And the caption on this selfie is, freezer burn lighting up my dull night shift. And then beneath it are a bunch of like shocked face emojis. No way. Maybe you'll get to meet the monitor and Mother Owl. Uh, and then while you've been looking at this screenshot, because you kind of, you probably kind of recognize this person in the selfie. I think she goes to school with you, but maybe it's in like the year above you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but while you've been looking at that, Ryan sent you like four more texts. <laughs> yeah, Steve usually recognizes hot girls at his school, at least by sight, if he doesn't know them by name. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So then Ryan's just like, I'm so grounded. Patrick is like not letting me out of his sight. I can't get out of the house. Dude, dude, you gotta, go. it's a villain. You wanted a villain. Dude, there's a villain. You gotta go. Be a hero. And then just like a million lightning bolt emojis. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> um, oh, man. You still gonna call him? <laughs> you don't have to. No, I'm totally gonna call him. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Sweet. So, so you call him, and uh, he answers, but there's like, you can hear that you're like, obviously in their pocket or something. You just hear him go like, "I just go into the bathroom, Uncle Patrick," and then like footsteps, and then like a door closing. <laughs> Dude, did you see? Dude, how long ago were those taken? How recent is this? This uh, I said it like straight to you because like otherwise like I would be out the door. I would be out your window right now throwing fucking rocks at it. But like Uncle Patrick's literally got me sitting on the couch and like, no, Uncle Patrick, I'm it's a video. I'm just watching YouTube. Um Can can you cover for me? Uh and and if my mom calls? Oh, a hundred, yeah, definitely. Cool, cool. Um, also, sorry about throwing you under the bus. And then in the background, you can hear um, him going, Mom! Ryan needs help with his homework again! <laughs> yes, it's pre-algebra! Yes, three workbook pages and then I'll come home! <laughs> That was cold, dude. Well, like, people's lives are in danger, right, man? <sighs> I guess. <sighs> All right. Be done five. All right. I guess I better go do some fucking pre-algebra. <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> like, hangs up at you. Hangs um, up on you, but, like, is is flipping you off even though you can't <laughs> see it. You can feel it, though. Oh, absolutely. I can. I I know. <laughs> uh, sweet. So, uh, what? You're you're going? Yeah. How so are you gonna? Get, so we get a uh, a shot of him um grabbing the ma- his mask off of the floor where he had like kicked it under his bed, throwing his like kind of costume on, and then like a jacket over the top. And running down the stairs and being like, bye, mom, and out the apartment building and then into the nearest alleyway, throws off the jacket, pulls on the mask and just disappears into the skyline in a flash of lightning. He's he's ready to go. Beautiful. Uh, so we're going to turn the page 
uh, from Steve. Finally, he didn't really need a lot of encouragement, but off he goes. Mm -hmm. Uh, and we turn the page and we are at the Burbs Central Plaza and Fountain. So it's late. It's dark. It's like, it's like 930. There's no one around. Most of the stores are closed and they've got their like security lights on. Uh, the only thing that seems to be open is the grocery store, the Caravan James. We see two cars pull up and park. One of them, eagle-eyed readers will probably recognize as Moonflower's getaway car, the RV in all its glory. Uh, and the other is uh, different. Uh, it is Vice's car. And I was wondering if, Justin, you would describe Vice's car for us. Uh, yeah, it's a nice two-seater sports car that Black Falcon has absolutely mutilated. He's painted it all black. I think it was hot pink before. And <laughs> he has gutted the interior. He's added all sorts of different monitors. It has all the amenities, at least the protective amenities that Eden's van has. Bulletproof glass, uh, run-flat tires, um, not much seating at all. And the trunk has been converted to a prisoner holding cell. Instead of a back license plate, there's just a couple of bars. It's heavily armored, and it just does not look good anymore. You say it has the amenities of Eden's car, but it definitely sounds like it does not have a height of bed in it. It sounds like it has a power window. I said it had the protective amenities, you know. <laughs> but can it sleep a small family? <laughs> can it sleep a small it family of nest? midnighters? <laughs> Um, All the short ones. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Uh, I love. I love that it's like it's like a converted Barbie convertible dream car. Like it used to be hot pink, and now it's like Black Falcon's new protege's like stealth mobile. Sweet. Uh, so everyone who was in our previous comic, we got Arrow, Ace, Agatha, Gustav, the Vice, and Moonflower. They all came in these two cars did anyone convince vice to like ride with him or did everyone else come in the rv and vice came on his own vice would have offered a ride to gustav because he got his ass kicked by the last shell creature he ran into so he's trying to befriend the new one. <laughs> that's fair <laughs> so did gustav take him on up the good that? side of the turtle so Gustav, uh, Gustav is sitting in the, the front passenger seat, and Ms. Hazlitt is sitting directly behind Vice. <laughs> so is she just crammed up into the back window? Because there's definitely not back seats. I'm not sure you understand how small Agatha Hazlitt is. <laughs> <laughs> She's like a, you know, when you take cats in a car and if they're not like strapped down, they get up onto the, you know, the back, the boot bit that's got the windshield, the back windshield on it. And they just kind of like sit there and menacingly stare over your shoulder. Yeah, that's exactly what's going on. <laughs> Sweet. And Vice so is very uncomfortably crammed in here, <laughs> not realizing what was going to come with the invitation he he extended to the turtle. So, so the vice, the vice, Gustav and Agatha are all crammed into this tiny sports car. Moonflower and Arrow Ace are just both in the RV, 
that could easily house everyone, but it's just the two of them. Strangest coincidence, both rides were very quiet on the way down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Eden's uh, Eden, Eden's ride was not quiet. Arrow Ace can fucking talk. Uh, <laughs> Eden's just been uh, turning the music up. They're listening to the aces. <laughs> And it's just been getting louder and louder. Uh, yep. And so has Arrow Ace. So, <laughs> so when you guys pull up, like Eden is blasting music. Uh, <laughs> there's like a very silent Vice Gustav and Agatha pull up, and then just like very loud. What's Eden playing? What what loud Party music? Is she playing? Yeah, no, she's playing the Aces tonight. Um, she she's playing I Can Break Your Heart Too by the Aces, I think is the one that's at the top of her playlist right now. Amazing. Uh so she's like blasting that and Arrow Ace is basically holding a conversation with herself. Um when when Eden turns off the car, Arrow Ace basically like she practically like jumps out of the RV. She's just like, We're here, I'm I'm going. Um and she sort of finishes the conversation she was just having with herself. And she says, there's like a, a, there's a really big text bubble. Um, and then we, we kind of see the end of it and it's, she was a lousy babysitter, but she's a really lovely person. It's just this breakup that sent her into a bit of a spiral. I'm sure we can talk to her like, and explain the, the crime isn't the answer. Well, I don't know. Anyway, I'm pretty sure that her apartment is just in this building and she just like strides over to a building on the edge of the plaza. I want to hear what Agatha and Gustav and Vice and Aiden are doing. I, uh, I'm going to assume Mr. Vice, but uh, for sure, Gustav and Agatha are uh, three stooging themselves out of Vice's vehicle at this moment. Yes, absolutely. <clears throat> Is Agatha just cat clawing her way on Vice's shoulders, just forcing her way out first? Uh, she's scooching out on uh, Gustav's side. Gustav has a shell, an impenetrable shell. Agatha's always got his back. <laughs> is that really necessary if his back is impenetrable? <laughs> it's it's for emotional support. Aww. Is emotional support dead, girl? Everybody needs one. Yeah. I think we all have our emotional support humans. It's fair. Vice is looking at the indention left by the turtle shell in his front <laughs> oh, seat. <yeah. laughs> and just kind of shaking his head, knowing that his car was destroyed anyway, so it doesn't matter, but it's just another thing. And there's just like a deep sigh in his head hung. Um, Eden's going to kind of like nod at his car. And say subtle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Black Falcon has an aesthetic. It's not what they're calling it these days. Gustav slowly sips at his jukebox. Vice is too dejected to to spar with Eden right now. Well, that's a bummer, because Eden was definitely thinking of ways to make fun of him while she drove over. <laughs> <laughs> I I love that um, 
Eden, who is queen of like finding out information, was in the car with the literal person who knows the villain and decided to, instead of getting information, think of things to make fun of Vice. Uh, she like. was multitasking. She was still half paying attention to Arrowways. <laughs> um, I think she's actually going to look at Arrowways and say, let me get this straight. She's doing this because of a breakup. Arrow Ace, who's been like uh, just constantly pressing the buzzer on an apartment, like just turns to you, still pressing it, and is just like, "Oh, sorry, didn't I say that? I thought I said that." Yeah, she. There was this like they were together for a really long time. I personally like didn't really like him, but you know, whatever. I'm Arrow Ace. Uh, I mean, not not Arrow Ace, and she like gestures to her like bow and arrow. I'm I'm literally like. Uh, aromantic asexual it's the yeah anyway the pun but um no but yeah so i don't get it but you know maybe other people would well i guess love can leave you with a scar i've got one on my shoulder oh uh, are we we still talking in metaphors or no no scar on my shoulder vice pipes in what were you talking about her metaphorical shoulder what even is that Look, I'm the, and then before Arrowise can finish her sentence, there is this crash. And here is where, Michael, you can edit me if you would like. But there is a huge crash. There's a flash of lightning. And when you all turn around, there's this little guy. He's buzzing a bit. We've got some electricity. He's in a makeshift super suit and he's lying on the sidewalk. The electric kid has just been thrown through the front window of the Caravan James by an explosion. This is perfect. (laughs) Yeah, so we get like a panel of like lightning, like kind of like shooting out of Steve as he's kind of like thrown backwards. He kind of like expels all the energy he'd been like storing up to get ready to do a move. And uh, he, he crashes into Vice, who like falls like into his car uh and yeah what are in gustav and agatha doing when this happens that looked painful <laughs> i meant to do that oh god oh shit it's you i'd have to be Why the you hell would you mean to do that how <laughs> asshole I mean, look, I didn't the only way you know how to make an entrance. Your car, I definitely would have. Are those stretchy pants? They are. Thank you for noticing. How stretchy are they? (laughs) Um, I'm sorry. I just realized I'm talking to a turtle. Hi, I'm I'm the electric kid. Hi, my name is Gustav, and I'm talking to a ham. Would you like some juice? There's some left in this box. I might need some. Um, and he's going to turn back to Vice. Is this your new team? No. Just real quick, was Gustav comforting or supporting the electric kid right there? <laughs> oh my sure. god! Yeah! Let's, uh... Oh, oh dear. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so roll it's plus a- one day. It's going to be a roll plus a minus one. Oh. So that is a three 
plus a one, minus one, for a three total. That's uh, that's not going to hit, unfortunately. How does how does the electric kid react to this condescending turtle? I that was a legitimate offer of juice. <laughs> uh, sorry, I didn't mean to. Um, maybe next time. Uh, do you happen to fight bad guys? He says, kind of gesturing towards the caravan, James, and shrugging. There are many sources of injustice in this world. If there are none around you, you shall walk, skip, jump, search for it, and crush it where it shall spread. Vice is going to sneak up and just be squatting over Gustav's shoulder and whispering in his ear canal and say, be careful with this kid. He's just going to let your ass get kicked and leave you. Did it to me like last week. It's kind of his I'm, MO. I'm not sure if I have an ass. I have a cloaca. <laughs> Vice kind of blushes and looks up and is like, oh, okay, yeah, whatever you got going on. It's cool with me. I mean... <laughs> So while you're cool with it does not change the fact that this is the way I am. (laughs) (laughs) So while while you guys are doing this and Eden is staunchly refusing to look like she's part of this quote-unquote team, Arrow Ace just kind of like rushes over to the electric kid. And she like kneels down in front and she's like, oh, hey, electric kiddo, what's going on? Wait, have are we we know each other, right? We, surely we know each other. Oh, hi, Ace. Yeah, yeah. We you bumped into my uh, friend, the Bramble Brawler, uh, like a, a week ago. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Sorry, I just uh, <laughs> I feel like I know you guys all so well, and I keep uh, forgetting to introduce myself. <laughs> and she like looks at Agatha, and then like shakes her head, like. <laughs> Anyway, uh, <laughs> she pulls a juice box out of her bag and gives it to you. Oh, awesome. So, there's Christoph a... will remember that. <laughs> <laughs> so, there's like a, a bad guy in there. Should we go like... Arrow stands up, hands on hips. And she's like, you're right. Let's go. Come on, team. Agatha shall make her way next to Moonflower and softly whisper, You seem competent. Let's open this door. Eden kind of nods. <laughs> <laughs> so, so while Arrow Ace is trying to rally the troops to get into formation or whatever, uh, Agatha and, and Eden are just walking over to the, the door of the Caravan James. Well, Eden would like to go in through, like... Sorry, this is a grocery store we're at? Yeah. Okay. It's got uh, a huge hole in the front window now that's Steve-shaped. It's <laughs> definitely not a Trader Joe's ripoff. Uh, 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 okay. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It smells like overpriced lettuce. 
<laughs> it's in the gentrified part of the burbs. Okay. <laughs> I just spent a while thinking like that was kind of a weird name for a grocery store, and now I feel dumb. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be so. I'm gonna be so honest with you. I also didn't get the reference because we don't have Trader Joe's here. I just thought it was a weird name, and I was like, you know what? I, I'm sure. I'm sure it's a parody of something. I'm about a ten minute walk away from a Trader Joe's. So like, <laughs> I always um, assume my references aren't God. I just wait for someone to ask or I'm just never going to explain it. It's just out there. <laughs> okay, okay. I mean, Eden would probably sneak in through the back, preferably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sneak down an alley and yeah, come in through the... Uh, delivery doors. Yeah, okay, sweet. Uh, so... Agatha, are you going to go with Eden? Agatha will follow quietly behind Moonflower because she has a first-hand experience what happens when you go off waltzing along by yourself at night. Uh, sweet. So is anybody else going around the back with these stealthy ladies or is everyone else still picking Steve up and repairing their pride and <laughs> Gustav roots around for more cookies <laughs> he's just in Arrow Ace's bag while she's standing there <laughs> correct <laughs> excellent she doesn't care she's fine with that there's four side by side really tiny panels uh, in the corner of one page with Vice looking back and forth between his options <laughs> He eventually shrugs and stays with the boys. He's Aww. not going to be the first one going in this time. <laughs> not for this store. Not after someone just got thrown out of it. Uh, Steve gets uh, kind of like rolls his shoulder and cracks his neck a little bit. Says it. All right. Well. Cool. I I owe this I owe this asshole fist in the face. I'll be right back. And uh, he is gonna charge up his power and just like drain the batteries of... He's gonna drain the battery of Vice's car. Um, <laughs> and then use the energy to jump straight back through the window and just right back into the face of whatever had thrown him back out of it. He's just uh... Can Vice interfere with that? Can I just put a little stranglehold on his magnetic powers? I think this is going to be you defending again, oh. like you did with Agatha last session. <laughs> I'm session. defending my battery. <laughs> defending, defending your car my battery. battery. <laughs> yeah. So we'll get Vice's role to defend. For, how did Vice become the person who defends everyone? Jesus Christ. In um, the name of capitalism, I defend this property. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so roll plus your savior. Okay, let's see what I got. Defending my car, goodness gracious. <laughs> that. That is a six. So, so close. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. There's, there's one team in the pool, and Vice is going to use it selfishly. Oh my god! 
No! That is yeah. what Vice does. So yes. he puts his teammates yes. out. Oh, God. I'm sorry, Gustav, in the snacks. Like, it's just gonna, like, take the, like, backpack with the snacks and, like, just oh. his head. No! <laughs> That's how he's going to put his team out, and yeah, he's going to barely scrape by to keep his team safe. Is going to... so, uh, so we're just going to um, re- resolve this. So this defense no, for PC... No. It's... Hold oh, up a minute. Steve is oh. going to give Vice the finger and burn his influence over him to give him a minus two on the roll. Wow. I guess I should have had a plus one there because I had influence anyways, but I guess not. It doesn't matter there. Well, is the quiver full of cookies still flying through the air? (laughs) (laughs) Is it too late for me to grab my cookies bag? (laughs) Um, Is Gustav going to roll to defend the cookies? No. (laughs) Gustav, seeing what he wants fly through the air, snatched from him shall become unstoppable. When you smash your way through scenery to get or too far away from something. Danger. On a hit, the world breaks before you and you get what you want. That bag of cookies is sailing towards Steve. Just so you get a good picture of what is in the way. Mine! Oh, wow. Um, So, that is a one. Plus a one. Minus one, because of Oh, God. So Steve doesn't just get pasted by a turtle. No. The the good news is, on a miss, you smash through, but leave devastation in your head. Or wind up somewhere else. Editor's choice. (laughs) So, just to recap, (laughs) to drain Vice's battery, Vice tried to, to, Vice, you know, to stop Steve's powers from being able to do that. He. He used a team selfishly to do it. Then Steve flipped him off, burned his influence, gave him minus two so that he would not succeed. And then Gustav, meanwhile, has just like, 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 what does it look like on the panel when you like barrel into Steve to get these cookies? <laughs> or do you oh. barrel? I don't know. You failed. You could barrel into everyone. Maybe you barrel into Arrow Ace and knock her out. Let's see. <laughs> So yes, uh, Gustav, describe to us who are you decking and how? The world feels as though it's crawling to a stop as Gustav's tiny little two-toed turtle feet pound the pavement, hurriedly trying to catch the flying quiver and the cookies that may or may not be contained within. His arms pushing forward 
as he attempts to physically grab air to pull himself forward for every additional inch of speed that he can muster as he accidentally slams Vice into his car, crunching the bumper, bending most of the car in half, and his right arm flying forward, hitting poor Steve and sending him flying back into the grocery store. (laughs) Gustav's small but mighty shoulders nicking Arrow Ace and spinning her at 300 revolutions per second in a tiny tornado in the parking lot as he misses the quivers and it sails through the air, unstoppable, like the tiny moving mountain following it. That is uh, beautiful. It says, on a miss, you smash through. So yeah, he gets it. (laughs) So you do catch it. That's the important thing. That's what I'm reading here. Amazing. (laughs) Cookies in there. He's inside. Uh, We'll find out in a moment. First, I'm going to get Vice to shift his labels. Yeah, we're in the middle of like three different moves. <laughs> <laughs> so Vice, shift your own labels. Um, his savior's going down and his freak <laughs> is going up because he has no idea how he got himself into this. Yeah, that's fair. And he's starting to feel real unusual. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how being with a turtle and a little electric boy can make you feel like the weird one. Sweet. So now I'm going to make Steve. I think while you're while Gustav has like pushed you and you're flying back into the caravan, James, you're still drawing power from the car. So there's like a lightning bolt like (laughs) shooting across frame with you. (laughs) Was going to try and punch this person in the face, but I think I just took a powerful blow. I think you've become the powerful blow. (laughs) Wait, pardon me. You have become the powerful blow. The circuit has been closed, and the battery has been drained <laughs> through Vice into Gustav and directly into young Steve as he becomes a flying ball lightning of justice <laughs> and the American way. Uh, yeah, that's that's beautiful. Awesome. I'm going to roll plus my four conditions, Mark, and... Uh... <laughs> Ooh, that's a hit. <laughs> it's an eight. An eight. Two plus two plus four conditions. Oh, that's <laughs> it factors it everything. Oh, that's not bad. Alrighty, so on seven to nine, choose one. You lash out verbally, provoke a teammate to foolhardy action, or take advantage of your influence to inflict a condition. You give ground, your opposition gets an opportunity, or you struggle past the pain and mark two conditions. Um, I think I just give ground as I go sailing back through the grocery store. Yeah, in this case, your opposition is Gustav getting to the cookies. So that makes sense, I think. Or so the quote know, unquote cookies. Whoever's stealing stuff in the grocery stores get also, you know. I guess they're also your opposition. Yeah, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm also not punching them in the face. Instead, I'm skidding across the floor in their general direction. That's true. Um, sweet. So we get like Steve 
beautiful ball of lightning flying back into the Caravan James. And when we turn the page, we are at the back door with uh, Agatha and Eden. How are you guys going into the are you stealthing? Are you busting in? Well, is the door locked? <laughs> I think so. I think it's got one of those, like, um, you know, one of those, like, key card things where if you, you know, scan your key card, it'll unlock. Mm. A key card scanner. Does this lock, does this lock function like the ones from two centuries ago? Wherein a metal bolt slides inside of a housing to keep the door solidly shut. Yeah, I think that's the gist of it. Agatha would like to unleash her powers. Please do. Roll plus your freak. We're going to, uh, we're going to attempt to telekinetically feel out the, uh, the sliding bolt mechanism in the door and just tug it backwards, allowing the door to open at our leisure. Beautiful. Ooh. That is a six plus a one. Plus a zero for seven total. Awesome. So on a hit, you do it. And on a seven to nine, mark a condition or the GM will tell you how the effect is unstable or temporary. Hearing the commotion from the other side of the grocery store, Agatha will become angry at the very, very amateurish uh, performance going on. More than likely spearheaded by Vice. <laughs> oh, everyone hates Vice. Poor old Vice. The door is now open. Excellent. Um, Eden's going to go in. She is going to do as she does and try to get up to the rafters and assess the situation. Uh, yeah, sure thing. Uh, so yeah, I think when you go in, there's like a, like a break room kind of a deal off to one side. There's like, you know, it's not a very big shop, but yeah, so there's like a break room and then there's like a door that goes into the shop proper. Um, but I think, yeah, you can definitely, is that unleashing your powers getting up to the rafters? I feel like she can just do that. You can just know, do like, that. Usually just is in the rafters and we don't. Yeah, that's totally fine. Um, yeah, so Eden kind of like, how does Eden climb? Like, what is her usual like climbing or does she jump or does she, cause she's quite short. She is quite short. Um, <laughs> she, well, there, I mean, there are grocery shelves here. So I think if they're coming in the back, she's mm-hmm. going to find, you know, there's always the weird one back corner of the store with the like clearance bakery goods that are three days old and whatever. Yeah. Um, she feels like she can be fairly unnoticed and just sort of jump up the shelf um, until she can swing herself onto one of the support beams on the ceiling. Yeah, sweet. So when you uh, you kind of like climb up very gracefully, I feel like there's like a really there's a large panel where it's like Eden moving in the panel, like it's not separated into its own panels because she's just so graceful at like, like it's almost like watching, you know, a certain bird superhero fly <laughs> through the city. Um, 
I'm referring to Nightwing. Sorry, I'm just thinking of like the acrobatics that he does. Anyway, yeah. So she je- she jumps up on this like kind of shelf, gets up onto the rafters, and is looking down. Uh, just as Steve, as a lightning ball, gets like thrown back through the window, and it's like almost exactly the opposite of what just happened out on the street. He just comes flying in, <laughs> kind of lands at the feet of this figure that you recognize from the. Uh, the jewelry store, like security cameras. Um, but yeah, so you wanted to assess the situation. I did. So you can roll a superior. Ooh. That is a seven. So for me, that's two questions. Um, mm-hmm. Because of my. Because you're so mindful. superior. Yes. Well, I was going to say be mindful of your surroundings move, but it's <laughs> a superior. Uh, sweet. So what questions did you want to ask? Let's see. I guess this isn't doesn't really fall under one of the question questions, but what is Freezer Burn doing right now? Is she Um yeah, so I guess I'll describe the scene for you before you can you ask your question. So basically what there is is you're up on the rafters kind of towards the back of the store, uh near the near like the front of the store there's like a a register with uh, a teenager standing behind it on their phone possibly videoing this whole thing sorry steve uh, <laughs> um, uh steve has just like crashed through the window and is uh sort of like at freezer burns feet so this villain is known as freezer burn uh in the burbs she didn't choose that name herself but a a paper called the New Olympus Bulletin uh, like named her because she has ice and fire powers and they called her Freezer Burn. And she has like long flowing red kind of curly hair. She's wearing pajamas and flip-flops. She's got a couple of like she's got like one of the carry baskets uh for the supermarket and it's got like there's some ice cream, there's like some donuts, there's like maybe like a block of chocolate or something in it. It's kind of like slung on, over her arm, kind of like sitting on her elbow as she like looks down at Steve. Uh, and she's got her kind of her other hand free to potentially do some damage with. Okay. Eden is shaking her head that any person would be wearing flip flops. In a situation like this, she thinks that's the stupidest, most impractical footwear known to man. (laughs) And she's a little hung up on that, if we're being honest. But she is assessing the situation. I'm going to ask, let's see. I feel like I know who here is in the greatest danger. (laughs) Yep, that's pretty clear. (laughs) Um, Who could it be? You'll have to wait to find out. Next next issue. <laughs> no, it's between Steve and Vice's pride, but uh <laughs> I I'm gonna start with how can we best end this quickly. Sure. So as you're looking around, you can thinking about what Freezer Burn uh did at the jewelry store, looking at her 
shopping basket that's sitting on her arm. You think probably the best way to end it quickly would just be to let her walk out with it, but you're heroes, right? So you don't want to do that. Uh, so I think the best way to end it quickly would be to, like Arrow Ace was saying, possibly talk Freezer Burn out of this crime, this particular crime, if not the entire crime spree. Yeah, Eden's not going to do that. (laughs) Let's also go with what hair can I use to distract her? Yeah, sweet. Um, So I think there's a, like, apart from, you know, like making a big noise and making her turn around, I think the best thing you can use to distract her is the fact that you know her name. And I would say that the best way to distract someone is to unexpectedly call out their real name because they'll probably turn around to that. Okay. Eden is going to sort of, because I think she's kind of in the back of the store and there at the front of the store. She's going to kind of um, swing in closer on like, does, does the Caravan James have like those hanging light fixtures? Definitely. It, they yeah. do now. Yeah. <laughs> they do now. <laughs> That's the spirit. Um, so so Eden is going to sort of swing her way over there um, and she is going to yell out so help me Bridget learn to take your breakups like a normal person and she's trying to I don't know if that's provoke yeah ending Steve maybe <laughs> yeah I think I it feels provoky to me kind of sounds provoky <laughs> Yeah. Okay. And then you um, get to roll plus superior, so you know. I'm just trying to think what I like. I feel like I'm provoking her, but to do what? I guess just to pay attention and maybe to feel bad about her life choices. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a oh, nine. Nine. Okay. Yeah, so uh, on a seven to nine, they can instead choose one. So they stumble, you take plus one forward against them, they err, you gain a critical opportunity, or they overreact and you gain influence over them. Alrighty, so when you like say that, Freezer Burn, uh, she like stops, and I think she's going to uh, stumble. So I think you're going to get plus one forward against her. So she she stops looking at Steve and she turns and I don't know if she can see you because you're still like up on a shelf, right? Yeah, or the lights. She's up there. Still. Yeah, you're you're not no, where like no someone <laughs> you're not where someone is expecting you to be. So I think Freezerburn like turns around and she drops her basket that she was holding. And she, <laughs> you kind of see, you see her face kind of clearly for the first time. She's got some mascara streaks. She's been crying a little bit tonight. She looks really fucking pissed. And she holds her hands out, like, uh, on either side of her. And you see, uh, like, one of them is sort of like, 
sparking little like flames that are burning through some cereal boxes and the other one's got some like ice that's kind of like creeping out along the shelf that she's touching and she's like what the fuck do you know about breakups about my breakup i don't know anything Uh, about breakups but you shouldn't wear flip-flops to commit crimes or to do anything really (laughs) maybe wear them at the beach and that's it sweet so uh she's she's pissed and she's looking for you she's gonna start like stalking the aisles she still hasn't thought to look up she's like looking for you in one of the aisles uh and we're gonna sort of like turn the page and see what vice gustav and ras and steve are doing first we'll start with with vice and gustav because they're obviously haven't quite made it in yet (laughs) So Gustav, you you caught the quiver. You were so excited about these cookies. Yeah. Um, there aren't any cookies left. There's no! only there's only. Uh, do you guys have muesli bars? Is that it? A- I think so. They're like um, Gross. they're like rolled oats and like fruit and yeah. sometimes yogurt. There's yeah, a couple that have, have like. Th- there's a couple that have like little uh little chocolate dots on top of them, but that's the sweetest thing you find in there, Gustav. Is there lettuce in here? Uh, there's no lettuce, sorry. Ah! There would there would be lettuce in the grocery store, though. Sorry, if, if that was... Maybe you were assessing the situation, but yeah, no. No lettuce in there. Hey, get off your car. There might be lettuce in the store. Vice <laughs> <laughs> just... you doing down there? <clears throat> gives a uh, uh, fingers to his uh lips that aren't visible through his mask and he's on the phone with oh. uh hero insurance um <laughs> trying to figure out what to do when his car is totaled oh. <laughs> in the middle of the street I'll stop he probably got off the phone with black falcon who probably gave him what for for Letting his car get smashed. He definitely made it sound like it's Freezer Burn's fault. Well, you know, the, me, the villain of the caravan, James, you know? <laughs> Sweet. So I think Arrow Ace is oh. going to grab Gustav's little hand. Hello. Big hand? Little hand? And, and, be like, we should go and we should go and check on the electric kid. I don't know how big my hands are. They think it's a human hand, or I think they're comparatively small. Okay, so his little hand. Okay. She's just like, we'll just leave that. Uh, he's 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 on the phone, so we should just we we can go in yeah. without him. I'm sure we'll catch up. I'm starting to feel kind of rude. Vice is done with the conversation by now. He just, he closes the cracked screen of his burner phone and shoves it wherever like in one of his utility pouches because that's what it's there for. Why else do you have a utility <laughs> belt? With a sun <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's just, he's making his way into the store. Just kicks the bumper as he goes in. 
because it's <laughs> it's surely totaled. Uh, As he steps inside, his car blows up behind him. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we're going to end the issue. Damn electric kid. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so speaking of that damn electric kid, I think once you once you all get in, you kind of walk in, the first thing you see is the person who's working at the store. She's got like a, a beanie on and just like a black shirt. She's filming. And she like turns the phone camera to you and is like, Oh my god, it's Arrow Ace! Hello. And a turtle! Where? And, uh... <laughs> yeah, uh, readers of, of w- WWC will uh, recognize this person who's working here as um, Serena from the uh, Pride Anthology uh, issue 2. So she's uh, she's really short. She's a roller derbier with uh, Mighty Briar. But she is just, like, very excited about this villain trashing her workplace. Uh, and it is trashed. So the the shelves are, like kind of they've been kind of like shifted a little bit there's like stuff all over the floor there's some stuff still falling and steve is kind of like uh, electric kid is kind of getting like hit by like a couple of like packets of chips and stuff that are like falling off onto him sorry crisps and they're like is that what you guys call them crisps chips. we call them chips oh okay <laughs> yeah no it's the british that are weird Oh, you guys call fries fries, and we guys call fries chips as well as chips chips. Ah. So, <laughs> exclusively filmed in Freedom. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. So Steve is kind of on the ground, like getting showered in like some some pickle flavor of chips that was on sale, and has like fallen off the shelf. And Arrow Ace is going to go over and like check on him, see how he's doing. Like, oh, Electric Kid, are you okay? Like. Man, that was that was some crazy like electric shit. Yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine. Yeah, gives a, a thumbs up to the girl filming so that they know he's okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's just under under her breath. She's just like, "Who the hell is that kid?" <laughs> um, see, Steve is more worried about what freezer burn is doing so she's like stomping through the back of the store looking for this mysterious voice in the rafters yep she is she's found a target and she's going after them they uh they insulted her breakup strategy and her hit a little too close to home for her Mm -hmm, mm-hmm mm-hmm Interesting. Yeah, I think Steve is going to be. Oh man, Steve's going to be trying to sneak up behind Freezer Burn, I guess, and just like find an opening to try and at least like contain her. So, so she's making like um, so she's got like ice powers and is like frosting up the the shells and stuff, right? Yeah, so it's like on okay. one side of her she's frosting up and on the other mm-hmm. side she's just like smoldering cool. burning plastic so like So she's um awesome. So there's probably like some some like puddles of water and stuff and, and flip-flops aren't aren't notorious for being very well insulated. Um <laughs> So what Steve is going to do is he's going to try and sneak up behind her 
and uh, shock one of the the puddles of water around her feet and just try and paralyze her and lock her up that way. Uh, yeah, excellent. Roll, roll to unleash your powers. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. I'm not hopeless, so it's only a minus one. No. Why did I have to switch <laughs> my mask labels? Are, are we perhaps um? Going oh to yeah. The, this team. <laughs> the team is uh, coming together to battle a dangerous foe. Hooray. So, uh, when you went to battle against a dangerous foe as a team, add two team to the pool. Uh, who is the leader? Who? Let's start with uh, uh, Steve. Who do you think the lead- leader is? Oh, man. Not Steve. <laughs> uh, <laughs> probably Arrow Acer Moonflower. Definitely not Vice. Vice disagrees. He definitely thinks it's the electric kid. It's his problem. He flew in and out of the store, so he's definitely going to pin all the blame on the electric kid either way. <laughs> he can't touch it first and last. You are, exactly. You have to admit, that is a highly effective argument. <laughs> I mean, Who does Moonflower think she's in charge of this amateur hour? Agatha and- also believes that Moonflower is in charge of this amateur hour, mostly because <laughs> let's face it, Agatha has only seen two competent people so far this night. <laughs> Moonflower and herself. <laughs> <laughs> and Gustav? Who does Gustav think is the leader? That is a very interesting question. <laughs> <laughs> By what by what metric can you measure leadership? So uh, we're going to say Moonflower. Sweet. All right. So Moonflower he, he is feels, our leader. He feels like, feels like he once thought of her as a leader. Hmm. Like a distant memory. Good. <laughs> almost. Is that what's happening here? A life once lived. <laughs> Uh, sweet. So, uh, Moonflower, do you have influence over every teammate? I do not. Alrighty. Uh, and Moonflower, what is your purpose in the fight? I want to get this over with, <laughs> um, mostly, but diffuse the the situation. Um, Eden is here because Belladonna asked her to be, so she wants to make sure that However, this goes down. Freezer burn is not freezer burning any more of the city. Alrighty, so Moonflower wants to neutralize freezer burn, I guess. Yeah. Uh, uh, Steve, what is your purpose? Um, I think pretty much the same. Steve came here to be a hero and stop the bad guy. So. Uh, and Vice. Yeah, that works. <laughs> <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> uh, and then Agatha and Gustav. We are here to stop injustice wherever we find it, so we shall stop Frieza Burn. 
Yes, we. So everyone has pretty much the same purpose. Possibly, vice has a secondary purpose, but you know. <laughs> All right. So that's three so far. Uh, does any do any of you mistrust uh, Moonflower or anyone else on the team? Take it away. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Alrighty. Yep. <laughs> and uh, do you think the team is ill prepared or off balance? Oh boy. Yes. <laughs> Alrighty. <laughs> um, we do, Kaylee. I have a passive move called Captain, which means we get an extra team to the pool if I am the leader. Okay, so with all of that, we have two team in the pool. Uh, Moonflower, you can mark a condition to avoid removing a team if you would like. Ooh, I don't do yeah. that very often, but I might. I just feel like we're going to need that team, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to decide which condition would make sense to Mark. If it helps at all, Agatha Hazlitt is a troublemaker. When you help a teammate through destructive, criminal, or rule-breaking actions, you give them a plus two instead of a plus one when you spend a team from the pool. And I have some very destructive, criminal, and or rule-breaking actions. <laughs> Yeah, you know, let's just let this play out then. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, so that is going to be two team in the pool uh, for our intrepid heroes. Uh, so, Steve, how did that roll go? Not great. <laughs> it is what a five. It a is five. five. Okay. Uh, so that's that's not going to hit it. Unfortunately for Steve, I think what happens is you are, you're, you're creeping up. You're, you're, uh, you're sneaking up on her, but you aren't as sneaky as, uh, Moonflower or any of these sort mm -hmm. of like assassin y mm -hmm. characters. And there is, on the linoleum floor. there is so much shit on the floor that you have to avoid. Yeah. <laughs> So I think you're like creeping up and you're charging up your powers. You've got, you know, all this beautiful electric energy that you stole from a certain teammate's car. And yeah, there's just like a scream. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's working on some of the pickle chips. Yeah. yeah. Too, yeah. Uh, and there's like a really close up panel of uh, Freezer Burn looking over her shoulder at you uh and seeing your little sparky fingers coming at her again uh and i think so she's gonna move the use the move ice ice baby and she is going to create a block of ice uh around your feet so she turns around sees oh actually no around your hands because your hands are all sparky so she's gonna like she's gonna like use her hand that's been like making some ice and point it at you and you feel your hands start to get like really fucking cold and your your sparky energy energy is like trying like it kind of melts it a little bit but they just start freezing solid <laughs> Yeah. Hmm. Uh, what is Agatha doing? While uh, while that is going, 
would it be too late to spend a team in the pool to bump that five to a seven? I mean, mm. I'll allow it, I guess. You can do that, yeah. The freezer burns hands creep forward, and uh, the electric kid feels his fingertips go numb, and his knuckles slowly stop responding to his brain's command for them to bend. He hears an ear-piercing shriek coming from the back of the store. Both he and Freezer Burn turn to see Agatha Hazlitt, hands outstretched, and hundreds of dollars worth of merchandise fly from the shelf towards Freezer Burn as, uh, as they are telekinetically thrown across the store. Incredible. So yeah, Freezer Burn is just like hit with all of this merchandise, like boxes of cereal and like more pickle light chips, bulbs. light bulbs. Yeah. Cans of cat food. <laughs> uh, and, the light uh, pictures comes off the ceiling and flies towards her. <laughs> yeah. So she's just being bombarded. And then I guess Steve's electricity kind of like breaks through that ice yeah. and uh, <laughs> shoots into the puddle uh, under her foot and uh, goes bzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzz
Does anyone else have anything they want to do before? Yeah. Okay. I do. So when Agatha wrecked the produce and everything in the store and sent it across, Vice was in that path and just got pegged <laughs> in the face with a, a head of cabbage. Mission uh, accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> There's probably all sorts of other. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. That, that that is the most clipped part of this entire live stream. <laughs> oh no, Eden's just making note of that so she can like find the clip later and send it to Shrike with something like, <laughs> "Look at Black Falcon's downgrade." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Vice like... is totally littered with all sorts of other produce hanging off of him. Um, but he grabs this cabbage that has just wedged itself into his mask and like peels it off and looks at Gustav and with his best southpaw pitch, he's going to square up and say, hey, shell bro, go long and just toss this head of cabbage towards freezer burn and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gustav, what are you going to do, man? Technically, this is a role uh, to unleash your powers, I believe. Do you think Vice may be provoking? I was thinking, yeah, that's what I was about to say. It sounds like Vice might be provoking you to... All right, sweet. Let's do that then. Roll plus your superior. Which is now a zero after earlier. (laughs) (laughs) That is a two. Oh, dear. Snake eyes. That's beautiful. I don't think I've ever seen on roll 20. Oh dear. <laughs> Why did it offer you its condolences? Wait, <laughs> so your provoke failed. That feels vaguely racist. <laughs> you stop. Wanted lettuce, not cabbage. Get it together, man. Wow. What? I'm not angry. I'm disappointed. (laughs) Do better. (laughs) Wow. Wow. (laughs) Just a... Just, just for shits and giggles, I'm marking the angry condition. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, so is Gustav gonna do anything, like, in terms of like, I guess, being like, you know, the fuck you, Vice. I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna do this thing instead. Or is he just gonna be really disappointed in Vice? Oh, uh, he's gonna do both. Actually, a little of column A and right. a little of column A. We love uh, that. He's going to disappointedly charge <laughs> towards um, Freezer Burn and uh, leaping forward with his beak wide open, attempts a venom spit, paralytic, in uh, at uh, Ms. Freezer Burn here. Uh, wait. There's going to be a four plus a one. Plus a my nope plus positive positive one freak is a plus one, so that is going to be a six total. Eden would like to spend a team or last team. 
the final team. <laughs> um, she is going to assist Gustav by further distracting Fraser Burn. She's now visible, so I imagine. Well, I don't know what Fraser Burn's looking at. There's a lot going on. But Eden's gonna just snap at her. I bet your breakup wasn't even that bad. I bet they didn't even, like, try to decapitate you or anything. <laughs> yeah, I think um, when Eden says that... What kind of people does Moonflower... <laughs> Frieza Bird's like, <laughs> like fiery fist like goes out. She just kind of like looks because I think it, uh, Moonflower is close enough now that she can like look up and see her. And Frieza Bird just like looks at you and is like, aren't you like a teenager? And then before anyone can do anything else, Gustav's venom, like what is the, what is the, what does Gustav's like attack look like on the page? Because that just nails her. It is thick ropes of mucus. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> it what was that roll? That was uh that was plus freak for unleash so, powers. Uh, is that unstable or temporary? Um I believe it would be, yeah. Ooh. You don't want to you don't want to mock a condition? Hmm. Well, he's already... We'll take the angry for that, unless you want me to uh, add an additional one, because I technically took angry for uh, that. You can take, that you can take the angry for that. Shitskin giggles, officially. <laughs> I, think, I think the shitskin giggles can count there. Uh, you can take... Alrighty. So, yeah, I think... So, what, what happens to someone when they get venomed by Gustav? The, uh... It's, it's a little-known secret that the, um... The thick, the thick mucus isn't actually... It's not actually um, interfering with the biological processes in any way. It's just the uh, the mental thought of you're covered in ick all of a sudden that uh, freezes up most people. <laughs> okay, sweet. So yeah, there's like a, a panel of freezer burn looking up at Moonflower like, aren't you a teenager? And then like, she just gets slimed. Like... This mucus just like falls onto her and she's like her face is like in frozen in this like horrified expression. To be fair, uh, it is like a gallon and a half. Yeah. <laughs> she's so slimed right now. Uh and yeah, so she's just like frozen in place, looking absolutely horrified. She's got even more of her makeup is running, like her like silk pajamas are all like covered in this grossness. Uh throw a roll of paper towels at her. Bye saunters up behind Moonflower and pulled his costume off in a way that's like not super possible, so we're just gonna kinda like pretend it is. But uh <laughs> <laughs> he, he has a scar showing right below his uh collarbone on the left side is like Oh yeah, breakup scars a couple inches lower and uh this would have gone through my heart. And he's showing uh a puncture scar from what looks like a, a roughly um bullvine sized horn a couple inches above his heart. He's gonna look at him and say, I don't know why you're showing me that right now. <laughs> <laughs> 
Vice is going to take a powerful blow right there. <laughs> People aren't paying any attention to him. Yeah, it's really, oh. really going to get to him. Let's see. Let's see what this is. Oh, means. sweetie. Poor Vice. No conditions. <laughs> Yet. Hey, that's awesome. Okay, it's a miss. The it's miss good. actually came in handy, but uh, that's all you I can roll strong, tonight, apparently. And mark potential. <laughs> oh, I'm getting my potential for that. And then so you shoot to the blow. <laughs> so he totally shrugs this off. He's like, okay, yeah, whatever. Super cool Belladonna girl. I see how it is. And he's just going to like put his, you know, sit back the side of his costume and just head off in the other direction. And mark potential. <laughs> there's, there's just like a super villain thing going on, you know? <laughs> I think he later might appreciate the sentiment, but the ceiling's on fire. <laughs> yeah, the ceiling is still on fire. <laughs> so I think uh, if you guys are okay, I'm gonna put Arrow Ace back in. She's oh, yeah. she's gonna kind of like rush over, uh, like fall to her knees, grab the paper towel that Steve threw it, <laughs> freezer burn, and start like wiping some of the mucus away, and just. Trying not to touch it, but also like really wanting to comfort this villain, uh, which a couple of you might have problems with her trying to comfort a villain, but um, she's just kind of like muttering under. She's like, oh, Bridget, like he's so not worth doing this to yourself, you know? And like, oh, it's just, I just think that you're actually going to be stronger from this and not like as a villain. Like, I just think that emotionally you're going to – and uh, Freezer Bird is sort of starting to, I guess, come out of the – how long does the the frozen in fear and disgust last from Gustav's Venom? Um, as it takes for someone to uh, stop freaking out over <laughs> a gallon and a half of <laughs> – <laughs> yeah, I think, um, the only reason she's coming out of it so quickly is because uh, Arrow Ace is like, you know, mopping it up for her. What, uh, what flavor was the absurdity. juice that Gustav uh, was drinking? Um, slightly <laughs> fruit, like slightly Capri Sun fruit punchy. <laughs> <laughs> not too bad the smell is overpowering uh (laughs) there's a heavy heavy cricket odor to it uh yeah so i think our ace is sort of like mopping her up and she's coming out of it she's just she's she's like she's crying uh, and our ace is comforting her um the the fire is it's dying out without her to sort of like fuel it the the caravan James was recently it had some some shit happen in it. So there's actually like not a whole lot in the ceiling for it to be burning right now. Like it's kind of there was already kind of a hole there. Uh so <laughs> so it's kind of like dying out. Um there's like a panel uh looking from the front of the store down an aisle where yeah, Arrow Ace is kind of like brushing uh Freezer Burns hair behind her ears. Uh, what are you guys doing in this panel as uh, in the center of you all, Arrow Ace is kind of comforting the villain you just defeated? We'll start with uh, Steve. Yeah. No, we don't have to start with Steve. We can start with someone else. 
start with Agatha. <laughs> Agatha and uh, Gustav. It's, uh, the cashier who's probably um, just about finished filming. And Gustav is going to place two tomatoes on top of the... And Agatha is going to hold a uh, a really old $5 bill and uh, pass it towards her. Uh, yeah, so Serena, she's got her name tag. Uh, they've got their name tag. This is Serena. Sort of like, uh, is like holding the phone still with one hand and it's been flipped so that it's in selfie mode. And, uh, and they like lean across the counter and like, are like, can I take a, can we just get a, I'll, I'll ring this up in a second, but can we just, uh, can I just take a photo with you all? Gustav smiles and he looks like a, uh, he looks like a pit bull when he smiles. <laughs> <laughs> is, that a, is that a yes? And Agatha grins. <laughs> I'm going to take that as a yes, guys. And then just like snaps some photos of you guys and then rings up your, uh, your produce. <laughs> Takes your five dollar bill, puts it in the register, which is like kind of been like frozen on one half. Like it, it, it's kind of got like a, there's, it's janky as as shit. She like has to like yank it to open it and then just like punch it to close it again. And then uh, let's see what uh, the vice is doing. I think <laughs> at some point the vice will have tried to pull Goose off aside. And he's in the most awkward and I wouldn't say insincere because it is sincere, but just like unpracticed way possible is like trying to apologize, but doesn't do it right. Like saying all those wrong things, you know, like, well, I'm sorry, this made you feel this way. I'm (laughs) sorry, like, you know, but (laughs) I think he kind of like realizes he's doing bad and just says, uh, I'm sorry, Shellbro. I'll try to educate myself and do better. Though I, yeah, I guess that's the education part because I have no idea what. The axe. <laughs> I have no idea what I did. The axe may apologize, but the tree shall always carry the scar. Would you like some of this tomato? Ah, <laughs> uh, no, no, thank you. That is unfortunate. <laughs> these are these are really good tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah, and I think he just just turns to go. It's been a hell of a night. Um I think he's going to mark just guilty. Um <laughs> And just make his way off into the night. I actually have Eden waiting for him outside. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, we see we see Vi- the vice kind of like uh, start walking out, like kind of de- dejectedly. Uh, and I think what happens is uh, in front of him uh, is Moonflower waiting for him, and I think she's just uh, like leaning against the wreckage of his car. Yeah, and then like behind that across the street is uh Diego. Uh sort of like leaning pretty much in the same way as Moonflower is, uh with his arms crossed just against a wall and just like shaking his head. 
Um, when Eden sees him, she is going to kind of pull back the sleeve of her uniform, and you can see on her shoulder she has what appears to be a bullet wound. Um, and she's just gonna say, breakup scars. Oh, Did the vice just make a friend? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. I yeah. think friend's a strong yeah. word. She is still skeptical because... <laughs> Uh, th- this is Black Falcons, and she has, you know, like, Shrike has some feelings. It's like a whole thing, but she did belatedly realize that he was trying to make an emotional connection. <laughs> I think in that case, he's gonna give, yeah, knowing nod, and I think we'll see it. It might have triggered a triumphant celebration. Um, yeah, when you have a triumphant celebration with someone, ask them if you have earned their respect. If you have, take mark potential. If not, give them influence over you and mark potential. Um, so he's just going to be like, yeah, they can uh, take a while to heal. And he's just kind of staring over at Diego and says, but uh, it was a hell of a ride, right? He's, he's kind of a looker. And she, he's kind of like trying to get like a little bit of approval that like, you know, like it was, it was a pretty bad breakup, but you know, but hot. he's a good looking guy, right? <laughs> Eden, okay. Eden's going to say, yeah, they usually are, but keep your head in the game, Nestlinger. You're going to face worse than that scar. Got a damper on that cute moment, but I don't know that she's he's earned her respect yet. <laughs> no, that's I mean, even's perfect. Like, uh, that I think would give Moonflower influence or Moonflower influence over him, and uh, he's gonna mark potential with that. For him, it's uh, I don't think the Scion really celebrates things in the same way that other heroes do. You know. Um, either way, this is probably the biggest connection he's made with uh, a similar aged hero since being Black Falcon's protege. (laughs) (laughs) He hasn't had a good go of it. The last time he showed up, he got abandoned in a caravan, James. Uh, At least this time he's walking out and not getting dragged out by Black Falcon. His car, on the other hand. He's immediately going to turn from this conversation and like start a chat with Shrike roasting him, but uh, you know. <laughs> That's Eden's love language. We've already established that. <laughs> uh, sweet. So that's like really fucking cute. Um, and then uh, a black falcon drone. I am the GM and I decide cuteness. Um, <laughs> and, th- and then, yeah, a black falcon drone like kind of like comes out of the sky as Diego is disappearing into the shadows um, of an alley across the street. A black falcon drone comes and like picks up the wrecked car. And then we're back in inside, and we're we're finally landing on Steve. Oh man, uh, it's been kind of a crazy night for Steve. Um, he's not even really supposed to be out here. Uh, but I think what Steve has done is he's kind of uh snuck away and just put on his civilian clothes. 
and um has grabbed uh his like camera and is now approaching uh vice in just civilian clothes and it's just like uh it is like filming the car getting picked up <laughs> and uh, says uh whoa that was pretty incredible uh my name's uh steve fisher with the uh uh the the oh, crap what's our high school's name again uh, <laughs> it's uh the south or new olympus south burbs high home of the sea squirrels yeah i uh i'm a reporter for the the sea squirrel tribune <laughs> um do you mind if i could uh ask you a couple of questions about what went down obviously you uh did some pretty incredible stuff in there and uh what what steve is doing here is he feels really bad about the fact that that Gray's car got totaled, <laughs> and and also that he kind of overreacted, um, but so he's decided to to like write a, a cool article about Vice and how he wrecked his car to save the city from the rampaging villain in the caravan James. <laughs> the so. Vice has had a really hard night, but anything that strokes his ego is just. It's his. <laughs> it's what it's gives his, him life. So yeah, it, yeah, this and, perks him up immediately, <laughs> um, and he's gonna spin a tale that none of it's true. Obviously, all he did is wander in and insult Gustav <laughs> and <then> wander <laughs> out after Moonflower kind of doesn't really validate him, and that's all that's happened tonight. But uh, he's gonna spin a tale and, and yeah. give. Uh, a little bit of a story for Steve here. And, and Steve knows that it's bullshit, but it's just laughing it up anyway, and he knows that it's stroking Vice's ego, which is why it's such a sacrifice that he's making to absolve his guilt. <laughs> <laughs> so is but, he going to clear the, the guilty condition? Is yeah, that what you're yeah. trying to... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, clear guilty. Yeah, beautiful. That is... Awesome. So, uh, yeah, so I think our final panel is like quite, uh, uh, it's one of those ones that has like, um, a big kind of background. And then there are a couple of like small circles around it, uh, with, uh, each of you doing your, your things in it. So in the center, uh, it, there is RS and, uh, our beautiful Bridget, uh, although, you all know her as Freezer Burn, but she's Bridget now because she's not really on a rampage. Um, so they're kind of having a chat. Um, they're sitting cross-legged in the aisle, looking at each other, um, chatting like, you know, you can imagine that this is what uh, Bridget needed in the first place. Probably not in the middle of a wrecked caravan, James, but, you know, like maybe in somebody's living room, but she's having it now. She's having the the chat with her friend. And then, uh, yeah, we've got a little circle that shows um, Agatha and or Gustav, if you want them to be together. Do you want to describe what their sort of final image of the thing is? Agatha shall kind of sitting on the ground with her uh, back against an outdoor um, ice container. And she's trying to 
She's sitting there trying to eat a tomato. Her eyes, her eyes, uh, trailing off towards her brother, who, uh, with a pitter-patter of little turtle feet, has, uh, made his way over to Bridget and is starting to offer her a half-eaten tomato. Aww. That's so fucking cute. <laughs> I love Gustav so much. Um, yeah, that's adorable. Uh, what about uh, Eden or Muvlau? What are you in your final moment? Sorry, I'm, I'm just trying to visualize. So this is, we, we see Bridget and Arois in the middle. Yeah. And then we kind of got these cutouts of where everyone else has gone after. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so I think we catch Eden back in her apartment and she is looking more relaxed than we normally see her. Um, she's just kind of propped up in bed, like, um, just kind of relaxing. Um, I think I'm just going to retcon some things potentially here. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what, what, what Eden has ever worn on page that's not her, uh, normal uniform and her I heart baseball t-shirt but um I think maybe we haven't ever seen her with like the shoulder that has this bullet wound on it the scar um revealed so I think she's kind of just hanging out on her bed um she is texting Shrike and I think still they, they're just like getting endless uh mileage out of this video of <laughs> like eating shit with produce all over him um but yeah she's she's just kind of relaxed in bed texting shrike but also you can like now see she's got this this wound on her shoulder that's that's visible and usually isn't exposed yeah mm. awesome uh and uh the vice himself where uh what are you what does your little like cutaway look like i think if michael agrees the vice and steve would be at a booth in a, like a late night diner on the vice's tab um just yeah going over the story and everything mm-hmm. Uh, the fake story that the vice is fabricating <laughs> to stroke his own ego and kind of make himself feel better after another rough night and losing his car, or at least while it's in the Black Falcon shop for a little bit. And uh, on Steve's panel, it's uh, over his shoulder. You can see next to his uh, milkshake and basket of fries, the beginning of the article that he's typing up. Got like a picture that he took of Vice walking away from his wrecked car, and it looks really cool. There's like the flaming uh, Caravan James in the background. the The first sentence is starts out like, "Heroes aren't always who you expect they are the first time you meet them." And uh, the tentative title of the article is "Unlikely Encounters." Um. Yeah, I think that's going to be the perfect. end of this uh, little Frieza Burn side quest. Should we do end of session moves? Oh my god. We can. We can? Holy holy 
holy shit, I'm like a <laughs> real GM. <laughs> You're the GM. You get to decide. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Okay. Um, so everyone gets to choose whether they grow closer to the team, grow into their own image of themselves, or grow away from the team. Um, do, do you want me to say who starts, or do you guys want to... We'll go in reverse order. Steve, do you want to start? Yeah. Um, Steve grew closer to Vice, I think. Yes. It's kinda, he's starting to understand him a little bit more. Um, Does that mean I get influence over you back? Uh, you... So I gave up my influence over you. You already have influence over me, so you get to ship my labels. Oh, okay. So yeah, how does Vice oh. see uh, the electric kid? He did more in this encounter than Vice did. He didn't really get to see exactly what he did, but in his eyes, he was part of actually taking down Freezer Burn, and Vice wasn't involved, so he's going to raise his superior and lower his mundane. Nice. Because he, he thinks the electric kid actually did something tonight and he didn't. Incredible. Awesome. And then, yeah, you get to clear a condition or mark potential, Steve. I'm going to mark potential. You like those conditions, huh? I really want potential. <laughs> <laughs> you guys keep keep saving my misses. <laughs> you just have to be uh, like cardigan and force them to stick. <laughs> uh, so, Vice, uh, what do you think? Did you go closer to the team, into your own image of yourself, or away from the team? In a weird way, in a very weird way, closer to the team. Um, in particular, I think Gustav, because, yeah, they had the most interactions and he kind of enjoyed Gustav's company in an odd way. He had not a lot of concern for a lot of things going on, and that's refreshing device with all he's always thinking about he's kind of a wrapped ball of anger anxiety and angst um and even though he may have hurt gustav and offended him he kind of wants to mend those bridges so yeah he's definitely grown closer to gustav he feels or wants to you tried and you <laughs> failed but the important <laughs> The important thing is that you tried. <laughs> oh. oh, so uh, so Gustav now has influence over Vice, which is kind of cool. It will never be abused. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, Vice, you get to clear conditional mark potential. I think it makes sense for Guilty to stick. He's going to mark another potential. Nice. <laughs> All right, uh, Eden, Rainflower, what do you think? Can you come back to me? I'm still saying. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We'll we'll move on over to Agatha. Agatha has grown closer to the team. Uh, 
in particular, uh, I'm going to say probably, uh, it's probably going to be due to mostly, uh, Arrow Ace, I guess. She's, uh, she's gone. I don't know if Arrow Ace is a, a member of the Midnighters, but, uh, she was, uh, she was, she was a battle brother tonight. And, um, she's, what little she has done, um, what little she has done, uh, what that she's offered has, uh, helped Agatha remember what it feels like to be human. Aw. Does that mean that Agatha's gonna let Arrow Ace remember her, or? <laughs> Arrow Ace remembers Agatha Hazlitt and little Gustav. Yes. Oh. Yes. I love it. Uh, so our ace now has influence of Agatha, and you get to clear conditional mock potential. Oh, we're gonna keep angry because that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> All this potential, <laughs> uh, and uh, and Gustav. Gustav has uh drawn a little closer to the team as well. And uh let's see. We can't say Arrow Ace, even though she fed him, um, because Arrow Ace has already been taken. So let's say let's say himself Steve. Ooh. Like Gustav, he is tiny and powerful and a force to be reckoned with. <laughs> Aww. Cute. <laughs> mm. Little guys gotta stick so together. True. Uh so so the electric kid now has influence over Gustav. Oh my goodness. And Gustav gets to clear conditional mark potential. Mark potential. Um we can uh we can change this later, but um I for right now I'm going to continue playing it this way because I think it's funnier. The old campaign, we had one last box for a uh, full potential bar, and by taking it, it fills it. And I haven't been told explicitly not to. So as a as a creature, more three raccoons in a trench coat than I am human being, I shall <laughs> fill my potential bar. Yes. I'll allow it. You're not the GM tonight, Michael. <laughs> I <laughs> awesome. Uh, alrighty, and uh, Eden. Okay, yeah, I was deliberating over whether I wanted to shift my own labels or or take some potential, since my superior is still not where I like it. <laughs> um, but I think it's I think it's a little juicier if I grow closer to the team. Mm-hmm. Whoa, we love to see it. Yeah. Um, and I think I'm, I'm just, I'm feeling a little, little chaotic tonight. I think I'm going to say I grew closer to Vice. I think that she doesn't respect them yet. I think she is absolutely going to roast the hell out of him with Strike and to his face. Um, but he does have a breakup scar. Uh, he understood that (laughs) reference and, I I think they could be well on their way to being beautiful frenemies. 
Yes. Oh. So Vice now has influence over Moonflower, and you get to clear a conditional mark potential. I'm going to be marking that potential. So much potential today. Sweet. Well, uh, thank you guys for letting me wreck some shit. Thank you for your wonderful GMing. Wonderworld Comics is an actual play podcast of Masks, A New Generation, by Brennan Conway. This issue was GM'd by Kaylee Newberry, who can be found on Twitter at Kaylee underscore Newberry. Moonflower is played by Kyra Nelson, who can be found on her Twitter at Kyra M. Nelson. Agatha Hazlitt and Gustav the Armored are played by Sawyer A. The Vice is played by Justin Reed, who can be found on his Twitter at WWComicsStitch. The Electric Kid is played by Michael Dunham, who can be found on his Twitter at GalvanicMan. Wonderworld Comics is produced by Michael Dunham, and it is edited by Michael Dunham and Justin Reed. The music is from Dvorak Symphony Number no. 9. Do you have questions or comments? You can get a hold of us on Twitter at WWComicsPodcast, or send us an email at WWComicsPodcast at gmail.com.